to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. We're live from the Boss Talk Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. My name is Chip DeBlock, and I'm your host. And we're a group of law enforcement professionals to talk about today's news and issues, but we do it from a law enforcement perspective. Let me introduce our crew. Guys, if you don't mind waiting for the video portion of the show, yes, he is back. Attorney Anthony Bandero with Blue to Gold at bluetogold.com. As a matter of fact, you know, we're going to get Anthony for about half an hour today. And we've got a very exciting topic we're going to be talking about first. So he's going to be instrumental to today's show. And also, not taking anything away from Captain Brett Bartlett, but we have Captain Brett Bartlett from Florida as well. Uh, and he's with Exumbra Defense Solutions at ExumbraDefense.com. So thank you, Captain, for being on the show. And shout out to our sponsors. We have Aero Precision. We have Gauls, AUFire.com, Gunler.com, BlueTheGold.com, and MyMedicare.live. And also a shout out to Brian Burns for the free press at TampaFP.com. Thanks for carrying our content. And Ray Dietrich with RedVoiceMedia.com. We're streaming the eight locations. Three of those are Facebook pages that belong to Red Voice Media. They've got about a million followers alone on those three Facebook pages, and we're getting ready to get added to a fourth one. Wow, they got a good thing going over there at Red Voice Media. Please check them out. Um, guys, uh, as I said, we've got a great lineup today, and we're going to start it off with uh, Anthony Bandera, but let me just whet your appetite of what we're going to talk about the, today, time permitting. So the first topic, New Jersey police are justified in searching a fleeing suspect's suitcase without a warrant. But hey, it went to the New Jersey Supreme Court. Listen to what they said. It's a fascinating case. Also, we have California residents do not have to pass a background check every time they buy bullets, according to a federal judge. Yeah, believe it or not, in California, every time you want to buy ammo, background check. Yeah, and it's expensive. Also, a video has been released of a DUI stop that led police to a chase. Shots fired in Weber County on New Year's Eve. Uh, we've got St. Paul Police, which, of course, is near where Minneapolis is. Jimmy's feeling left out of our conversation, apparently. But uh, they shoot a man who sexually assaulted a woman while armed with a handgun. And then we got a son of an Israeli con <laughs> consulate, wow, who allegedly ran over a Florida police officer on purpose, but he is not going to be shielded by diplomatic immunity. That's a very interesting story as well. So, guys, without uh, without wasting any more time, let's jump into the first one here where we have Anthony here on Police One. And New Jersey police justified in searching and fleeing suspect suitcase without a warrant. Let me just give you the uh, rundown of this. So, in Newark, a man who left behind a suitcase when he flees police outside of Newark's Penn Station, he cannot legally object to cops opening the abandoned luggage without a warrant, according to the New Jersey Supreme Court. And they did this ruling on Wednesday. Now, moments after they caught the suspect, who's Curtis Gartrell, New Jersey transit police officers, they open this blue rolling suitcase. They find two handguns, drugs, cash, according to court papers. Now, police then charged him with several related crimes. That's some serious stuff. And remember, they're at a transit station. So I'm, I'm sure they're worried about bombs and all kinds of stuff. So the cops have pulled aside Gartrell, our bad guy, in November of 2019 due to an incident on a train and they were moving, moving to arrest him because he had an unrelated warrant. Now, during his trial in Essex County, his lawyers challenged the officer's right to open the luggage without a warrant, and they argued, listen to the argument, evidence inside should be suppressed. The trial judge actually agreed with them, finding Gartrell did not abandon the luggage because he wanted to get rid of the suitcase. He ran because he did not want to get arrested by the police. <laughs> wow, this is a trial court ruled in his favor. Trial judge rejected the prosecutor's argument that officers could open the suitcase because the incident qualified as one of the exceptions to the warrant rule. Now, prosecutors went to the uh, appellate division. They overturned the trial judge's ruling, found our bad guy, abandoned the luggage, despite his arguments, and effectively gave up his right to legally challenge. 
said they found inside because he abandoned it. Gartreau's lawyers in the Office of Public Defender, oh, so we had the public defenders, I guess, work in the case, successfully petitioned the state Supreme Court to hear the case. His criminal case was put on hold. So on Wednesday, the court backed the appellate court ruling six to one that Gartrell, our bad guy, legally abandoned the suitcase. That alone is just a very interesting um, argument. Uh, you know, whether you, you know, when you, whether or not he abandoned the property, I'll let the attorney cover that. So here's the final, final quote on this. The act of fleeing to avoid a lawful arrest in a public place demonstrates the defendant's intent to place as much distance as possible between himself and the property left behind. And that's what the high court wrote. They also wrote that when the defendant ran from the police in the heavily trafficked area on the sidewalk outside of Penn Station, which is an important thing to know, without any indication that he intended to return, he abandoned the suitcase in a public place. Wow. So uh, so we need somebody to dummy this down for us. We've got the perfect guy. And this is what attorney Anthony Bandiero specializes in. And, of course, he's with Blue the Gold at BlueTheGold.com, which we'll be talking about a little bit later. But go ahead, Anthony. The floor is yours. All right. I got to say one thing off the bat. Chip, you are full of energy today. Man, you must have had something. Is that what it is? I need to drink that. <laughs> Look, here, here's my star blast. That's what it is. <laughs> I'm sponsored by Homewood Suites in Aurora, Illinois. So, <laughs> so um, look, uh, you know, the Fourth Amendment, you know, it only prohibits one type of search or seizure, the unreasonable one. And it's you, you, a person does not have a reasonable expectation of privacy in things that he or she has abandoned. Now, I'm so glad that New Jersey has actually gotten this right. I am actually, uh, you may not know this, but I'm actually a, a, a New Jersey attorney. I'm New Jersey, Washington State, and the Supreme Court. So, um, and I say that because some of these decisions that have come down from our uh, justices in New Jersey have been very problematic for, for law enforcement. This one, they just nailed it. They got it absolutely correct. So when it comes to abandonment, it's not what the really, what the suspect ultimately wants with his or her property. It's what objectively they're they're doing right and so when this guy curtis when he was contacted by police and because he basically assaulted something on a greyhound bus and i would probably assault something on a greyhound bus too just because i'm on a ground a greyhound bus you know what i mean the, the the meal service there is really awful so he 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 then the, the cops contact him you know he knows he's about to get arrested he, he flees the suitcase and he runs and the court talks about this thing he's running away from it. it's it's it, there's it's crowded he leaves that thing um you know alone and so forth and is he sending a signal, right? Objectively, objectively. Is he sending a signal to the whole world that he essentially wants nothing to do with the suitcase? And the answer is yes. Even if he comes back later and says, but your honor, I was just scared about getting arrested like the trial judge found. I, that's why I left. It wasn't that I didn't want um, you know, my suitcase to not be searched. I, just, I was scared or whatever it was. It's still not what cops, cops don't have to read minds. They have to read objective facts, right? Okay. And that's what's going on here. And that's why... I love this case because objectively he took a risk that he's going to get his stuff searched, um, you know, and find two guns, hollow point rounds, which is a ridiculous New Jersey law about hollow points. And, you know, a lot of these gun laws are kind of frankly ridiculous, but, uh, but he's not a good guy, right? He has methamphetamine in there and, and so forth. So that's why I just love the case. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's absolutely rightly decided, no doubt about it. And what else? That's really Brett. Well, I think you've covered the legal points. My point is, if you don't want somebody find your suitcase, put a put an American Airlines tag on it, and it'll it'll be found in some remote state at a regional airport, and the cops won't ever find it. Um, go, go, go I was just to say that, but before before the show, just before the show started, we we were talking amongst ourselves, and 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 Brett was making a point that you agree with, uh, uh, Anthony, that. A lot of cops just get in trouble because they just don't know 
the law. So I'm trying to think about how we can take this. I, I, I love this case, but how can we apply this? We have a lot of cops that are listening to our show. And look, not all, look, yeah. I, you know, Brett and I came from an agency that has great training. We work with the state attorney's office, but right. not all people enjoy that level of training. We know by now that by far training across this country is not equal or on par. It's simply not. So how can guys take this and apply it to their daily routines, even if we're not dealing with suitcases at transit stations? Look, so what I teach at Blue to Gold is a person, first of all, just as a baseline, can abandon anything except one thing, their kids until they're 18. Everything else is on the table, okay? So I've tried. It doesn't work. You know, the, the law is not in my favor. So the thing is, Take that, take that premise, okay, that a person can abandon anything except their kids until they're 18, and then look for reasons to believe why the person is objectively should not have any privacy interest in it. The running, disclaimers of ownership, uh, that's not mine. Just real quick, there was a case involving a, a suitcase in the airport. The cop sniffed the luggage in the, in the, the, you know, the, caught the notes behind the airport, you know, in the sorting facility. It alerted, he went up to this guy and says, hey, can I search your luggage? He looks down, he says, wait, that's not my luggage. I grabbed the wrong one. And the cop says, but hold on. You said your name was XYZ, you know, John Doe. Your, the, your name is on the luggage, on the tag. He says, what are the odds? And the cop oh, searched it. Wow. And the court found that the suitcase was abandoned. So you, it's objectively, does this, should this person actually have privacy, you know, by leaving in a public place and running away from it, saying it's not mine and so forth? That's what cops can take away from this. And if you don't have a privacy interest that's reasonable, then you don't have a search or seizure under the Fourth Amendment. You don't have. You don't need a warrant. You don't need a recognized exception. Wow, I absolutely, I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. So yeah, hopefully the guys that are watching our show from around the country look. We've got a lot of uh, streamers that are watching the show as well. I mean, we've got you know, Red Voice Media alone has a million followers on their on their Facebook pages. So we've got you know we can see we can't see the comments from all the sources that we stream to. There's simply so right. many. Uh, but, uh, but so if anybody has any questions, you know, while we're talking about this topic, feel free to, to type them in. Um, and those that we can see through the StreamYard app, we'll let you know. But Captain Brett. You know, uh, Chip, I think you mentioned the, uh, the ammunition issue out of California. A federal judge came up and, and quoted a lot of stuff out of the Bruin case, which is, which is the norm these days. And he said, you can't do this in California. The problem is now the Ninth Circuit took it and they said, yeah, we're going to go ahead and move forward. I wish all this stuff would be packaged up and sent to the Supreme Court and just be done with it. I'm with you. Well, look, guys, it's time for our first commercial break. If there's any questions, post them. We'll cover those. When we come back after commercial, we'll be right back. All right, guys, certainly by now you've heard of Galls at Galls.com slash Leo. And hopefully Captain Bartlett can help me out with this one as well. They are the country's leading uniform clothing equipment and gear provider for law enforcement. And they have a variety of offerings, everything from multi-tools and flashlights to duty boots and tactical gear. And as Captain Bartlett himself always says, they pretty much have everything for law enforcement except for guns and ammo. So, Captain, do you know what's going on at Galls.com slash Leo today? Or maybe yeah, not. Yeah, go to the website and and uh, they have a, yeah, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, they have a 20% off Galls, Law Pro, and Dynamed, which is their their uh, uh, their internal brands. 20% off, free shipping on all orders over 150 bucks. So you save even more. Wow, you got to love that. And, and Brett's a huge, we're all, we're all huge fans of Gauls. So Gauls.com slash Leo, guys, check that out. And hey, their uniform program is second to none. Check that out as well. Gauls.com slash Leo, don't wait and go there the day. So hey, let's talk about an introduction to aero defense by Aero Precision at AeroPrecisionUSA.com. It's a beacon of durability, dependability, and all-American craftsmanship in the realm of duty rifles. So born from an aerospace engineering company, 
Aero Defense by Aero Precision demands perfection because selling for anything less is not an option when your life is on the line. Visit AeroPrecisionUSA.com for a lineup that matches every discipline. Now, since 1994, they've quietly led the AR Builder parts domain, and now they're making waves in the complete rifle arena with Solus Bolt Actions. And stay tuned because the M4E1 Pro and the Mod 4 handguards are hitting AeroPrecisionUSA.com later this year. Now, the embodiments of duty rifle excellence, they're now tailored for the civilian customer. Ding, ding, ding. Pay attention, guys. You can get these civilians can get these now in addition their m5 ar308 platform is sh nothing short of spectacular so don't settle for anything less when you can absolutely have the best aeroprecisionusa.com go there now let's talk about medicare insurance options there's over 80 options in just hillsborough county alone now the benefits can change annually so how do you know that you're getting the benefits for your specific health care needs the answer is simple contact mymedicare.live or call area code 813-245-6656 especially if you're in the Tampa Bay area. Talk to James or Bobby, meet with them in person. They'll save you money on your medication co-pays, find plans that your doctors accept, and get more of the benefits that you qualify for. So again, mymedicare.live. All right, guys, welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. We're still live from the Boss Hog Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. So I've been uh, watching the stream. We've had a few comments about the uh, article, that, uh, but I don't see any any really great questions that were not covered by Anthony Bandiero. So any uh. Any final words on this, guys? Of course, most of the time, you know, our guys in our narcotic units, we've got guys, you know, throwing the drugs down on the ground and taking off. That's pretty much, uh, I think, an, an, an easy player. The only other thing I can think of, um, I, I'm just, exigent circumstances, Anthony. Could you just briefly touch on that for our, not just for the law enforcement guys listening to this that just don't have maybe necessarily get a lot of experience in, in that, but also we got civilian counterparts, you know, that right. just don't know what, what that means, when, you know, what, when you have the right to do and how far you can go before you get that warrant. So let's just real quick, uh, there's three ways to search something that's protected by the Fourth Amendment, consent, a recognized exception, or a warrant. The recognized exception often includes exigent circumstances, right? Exigent circumstances just means an urgency. It means an emergency, meaning exigency means you have no time to go to a judge and, and uh, get a warrant before something bad happens. The bad part could be loss of evidence, loss of the person because they're going to flee the house. It could be uh, some kind of danger. So the, the, the Fourth Amendment always has a relief valve for exigency, right? Because we do not expect our, uh, our cops to be in danger until they get a warrant or to lose evidence. So a classic exigency case would be a cop is walking by a window in a, an apartment complex, looks into the, um, to the apartment with an open window, and sees a kilo of cocaine on the kitchen table. With those facts and those facts alone, that cop cannot go in. There's no exigency. You have to go get a warrant. But then the guy comes out of the bathroom. He sees the police officer peering into his window. He grabs the cocaine, and now he's going to flush it down the toilet. That's exigency. We go in there, and they call freezing the scene to make sure he doesn't flush it down the toilet. Right. So I'm glad you brought that's a That's a, that's a great – because when I, in my mind, when I'm thinking, that's exactly when we would raid the house. But can you explain to our listeners – how, how far you can go? In other words, are you going in there and, and are you going in there just to stop him from destroying the evidence? And then do you still have to go get the warrant or do you just keep searching since you're already in under that provision? Right. Strictly speaking, if, if you uh, would call grab and go, if, if you are lawfully present and the, the evidence is right in front of you, which it would be right, because you're in the you're in the bathroom trying to prevent it from being flushed in the toilet. You could, strictly speaking, grab and go. That's called plain view seizure. Plain view, it's with the eyes and so forth, and you're lawfully present. However, you know, uh, you would, most cops are going to now want to search. And you can never, ever, ever search a home without consent or a warrant 
Um, very rarely is there going to be a recognized exception for searching the home. It's it's really about just seizing it for um, for the warrant. But yeah, you you can't search. So you're going to want to search if he's a drug dealer, but you can only basically lock it down. That's what most cops are going to do. They're not going to yeah. grab and go. Exactly. And, and, and beautifully explained. So guys, watch the show. And look, you may be on scene with someone that is is in charge. And maybe you're not necessarily the guy in charge, but you're aware of this. And and I'm just encouraging you to make sure that everybody's aware of what the law is. We see, not a, I don't see a lot of cases ruined because of this. Anthony, you might be aware, aware of more <laughs> cases than I am. And maybe the bread is that get ruined because of this stuff. But I, I do see it happening. Um, and, uh, and, and it just bugs me because, because like what Brett said earlier off camera, there's just, we don't know what we don't know. And there's just a lot of, you know, when you can avoid these things by simply knowing what the law is, um, or being around people that maybe know something you don't know, and you just have an open mind and hear what they have to say, check into it, verify it. And then don't, don't blow a case because you didn't know that you had to just, you know, stop searching. You got the PC for the warrant. Anyhow, get the stupid warrant. What's it going to take 20 minutes and, uh, or, or maybe an hour, who cares? Chip, let me give you uh, advice to all your listeners. Slow it down. These cops are moving too fast. They're making legal mistakes. It's costing major cases and making bad case law. And a lot of this stuff can be fixed by slowing it down when there's no exigency, just like you brought up, no exigency, and just talk it out. Say, hey, why are we here? What what got us here? Are we cool? Can we actually go? You know. And once you start talking things out, the, 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 the right answer usually flushes out. But cops move way too fast, and they make a lot of legal mistakes because of the rushing. I, I noticed you said... It flushes out. That was that's a pretty little segue from what you said earlier. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of. I don't know if you did that by accident um, yeah. or purpose. But yeah, it was I, totally I, by accident. I'm definitely not I, that I witty. Noticed, I try to be. I noticed a little things, Anthony. I noticed a little yes. things. So hey, we've got a uh, we got a we got a few minutes left. Can you tell our listeners a little bit more? I, I know BlueTheGold.com. Of course, you know you guys sponsor the show. We appreciate that. We've actually got yeah. a little um, thing coming up about Blue the Gold, where I give them some more information about what you're talking about in your next seminar. But can you tell our listeners? I know Brett um, loves the seminars too. Um, I know yep. that they are free and available online. And could you just tell our users a little bit more about what you do and how they can get more information? I would love to. And then after this, actually, speaking of which, I'm uh, going to leave after this because I, I'm, I'm in Illinois right now. I'm teaching the entire department of Aurora, uh, Illinois, and, uh, you know, and so forth. So, um, and I got to go to work. So, um, but here's the point. The point is that Blue to Gold is the largest uh, search and seizure instructors in the nation. We teach more cops than anybody. I have personally taught over 50,000 police officers, uh, search and seizure. Um, we teach all Texas DPS, Kansas Highway Patrol. We just have a lot of, uh, a lot of um, uh, followers and people that really love what we do because we try, we try to teach it in a fun way that's relatable. You said dummy it down. Well, when you're naturally a dummy, then it's easy to dumb things down. And that's, um, and that's our gift, right? And so a lot of things I do for free, I would love to invite your audience to our, we do two things majorly for free. Number one is we have the YouTube channel. Right now I'm up to about 700 videos on YouTube, all search and seizure, answer your questions. And the second thing is we do weekly webinars, usually on Wednesday, but this week is on Thursday, but we do weekly webinars for, for free. And we invite all these cops. We Like last week we had 800 cops on there. Um, I like to say half the cops on there are drunk. And half of them are on duty. So it's just a lot of good time. It's a great time. Cops love it. It's very laid back. And then, um, yeah, so that's what we do. So we answer search and seizure questions and give education for free. Oh, great. So what, and all that's at bluethegold.com. It is. It's bluethegold.com. You'll see it. Just go to the free training or, or the paid training. You can, you know, we, of course, we, we love to you to take the, the full day stuff. But if you want a, a snippet of what we do, the, the free training is just absolutely. And it's real training. It's not just full of ads. Um, it's, you know, we're actually giving real training. 
Now, if I'm an agency head and I'm listening to you and I like what I hear and I'm thinking about, well, I don't want my guys making some serious mistakes that will be libelous right. for my agency and themselves. Uh, how do they get a hold of you and what can, what can you do for them? Yeah, look, uh, email training at bluetogold.com or just go to bluetogold.com and look, you know, we have an 800 number. Uh, call us and we will we'll bend over backwards to work within budgets to whatever your needs. I mean, I'm in Aurora. I've been here since last week. Um, teaching all these cops, you know, I'm doing a night shift, a day shift. So we really bend over backwards to make it work. Well, we appreciate you being on the show. Final words, Brett, five Thank seconds. You. Yeah. Um, I wish you had uh, been in existence when I was in the Academy. What I like is you can, you can pick and choose the little sub menus. It's not a 40 right. hour class. It's Here's a break. We'll be right back. All right, guys struggling with the ins and outs of warrantless searches and seizures, or what about the liability of getting it wrong? Say hello to blue, the they translate search and seizure doctrines in the clear, straightforward concepts that any officer can relate to. Plus, they give the training for free thanks to blue2gold.com's free weekly webinars. Now, hey, next week, it's probable cause deep dive. That sounds exciting. Sign up at bluethegold.com today. Join thousands of your peers in blue and step up your legal game because, frankly, you and your agency cannot afford not to. All right, so now it's AUFIRE at AUFIRE.com. It stands for Accuracy Under Fire. And now agencies can safely prepare their Leos for the mental challenges associated with being wounded on duty, forcing them to adapt, problem-solve, refocus, and overcome to effectively neutralize the threat. AUFIRE.com has the only option to safely prepare Leos for the instant, intense, random, and distracting and mobilization of a body part associated with a debilitating wound. Go to AUFIRE.com, watch these cool videos, learn about the product, AUFIRE.com. All right, guys, welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. We are still live from the Boss Talk Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. You know, Anthony Bandero uh, had the run. Uh, he's training. He's a he's a working boy, but glad we had him. You know, uh, uh, producer Jimmy just did a live read. I don't know, Brett, if you can say cornhole on the air or live on the air like he did. Jimmy got, gets away with so much. It's just kind of scary. But uh, Well, it, it's a sport. I mean, they advertise it, so I think it, you can do it. You can buy the equipment to cornhole, which I thought, how weird, but maybe it's a different context i'm not real sure yeah depends on where you get the equipment from and what the equipment oh, yeah. is <laughs> very good that's very good all right okay well, i'll need i'll need to see both of you up for school <laughs> yeah okay jimmy got us in trouble all right moving along we've got an update article from california so brett you're gonna look i try to throw whenever we have brett on the show he's a gun nut and uh but hey Arrow, arrow defense, arrow precision, you know, that's why it's such a great fit with you as well, Brett. So on Police One, we got California residents no longer have to pass a background check every time they buy bullets, according to a federal judge. Wow. I wasn't even, I didn't even know they were having to do this. So in Sacramento, we have an article that came out about California residents not having to pay and pass. They had to pay for it, a background check every time they buy bullets. Now, the Tuesday ruling by U.S. District Judge Roger Benitez, it took effect immediately. No delay. California Attorney General Rob Bonta asked the judge on Wednesday to delay the ruling to give him time to appeal the decision. It's unclear if the judge is going to grant that request or not. Wow. So Bentes said the California's law violates the Second Amendment to the U.S. Constitution because if people cannot buy bullets, they cannot use their guns for self-defense. He criticized the state's automated background check system, uh, which he said rejected about 11% of the applicants, or get this, 11% is over 58,000 requests in the first half of 2023 alone. So, and here's a quote saying, how many of the 58,087 needed ammunition to defend themselves against an impending criminal threat and how many were simply preparing for a sporting event? We will never know, according to Judge Benitez. He said, what is known is that in almost all cases, the 322 individuals that are rejected each day are being denied permission to freely exercise their Second Amendment right 
a right which our founders instructed shall not be infringed. Wow. So, Brett, I'm kind of expecting that you might like that ruling. Listen, man, it was a good couple of days. And then, <laughs> and then the Ninth Circuit got a hold of it and said, now we're, we're going we're gonna to stop it. We're going to stop it uh, at least until we can hear it. But, you know, everybody, everybody, listen, you need to read the Bruin decision. B-R-U-E-N versus New York City came out a year and a half, almost two years ago. And, and, and I'm not the lawyer, but here's what it's saying. If these rules did not exist when the Second Amendment came into being, they cannot come into existence now. That's very generalized. And that's also what the judge said. But everybody expects, even though this judge had a very clear ruling, very easy to understand and very relevant, when it gets into the Ninth Circuit's hand, the Ninth Circus, it, everything's up in the air. So it was, it was a good couple of days. I hope everybody went out and bought their ammo without a background check. Golly, that's just it, it's just scary. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, well, good. You know, kudos to the judge who um, probably uh, went out on a limb to do that, to do the right thing. So we will uh, we will keep following this. And thanks for the um, update on the appellate court too, Brett. Now, look, at Rumble.com, our favorite law enforcement video channel called This Is Butter, and This Is Butter is actually on the stream conversion with us right now. We have a video that's been released of a DUI stop. It led to a police chase and shots fired in Weber County on New Year's Eve. If he tries to pull away. He's speeding up. He's running. He's running. He's 70 miles an hour. 1950 West. 5300. He's coming eastbound on 53. Back to, back to 1900 West. He's doing 70 miles an hour on 5300 Riverdale. <laughs> So a lot of times these videos aren't released right away, guys. There's typically a delay. So that's why we're talking about something that happened on New Year's Eve. So what began as a traffic stop for a possible DUI in Weber County ended as a police chase and shots being fired by officers on New Year's Eve. Now, Carter Edelman, 19 years old, this is our bad guy, was arrested in connection to the incident. He's facing multiple charges, including two counts of aggravated assault, DUI, and failing to stop for police. Because, you know, bad guys, of course, you know, Brett, they never stop. Now, just before 9.30 p.m. on a Sunday night, this guy was not in church, by the way. Uh, police responded to a potential DUI. A traffic stop was initiated, but the vehicle drove away from the police officer. So I know it's hard to believe, but the bad guy that was DUI actually did not end up stopping for the cops initially. Anyhow, a pursuit was initiated, extended through a couple other cities, Roy City and Riverdale City. So uh, we've got other agencies getting involved in this and occupying multiple officers across multiple agencies. So during the pursuit, the suspect deliberately collided with two of the police vehicles. Well, at one point, the BMW entered a cul-de-sac and for those who don't know, that's pretty much a dead end in the neighborhood. The officers tried to block it, block the road. Despite the efforts, the BMW collides with a marked unit and an occupied law enforcement vehicle causing damage to its front right side. The BMW continued to evade law enforcement. It was going as fast as 100 miles an hour. Eventually, officers shot at the suspect's vehicle and the pursuit came to an end, according to Fox 13 News. Minor injuries were sustained by law enforcement 
and also by the suspect. Now, there was a female occupant who was also inside the car. She told police she attended a party at Edelman's, our bad guy's residence, saw him drink multiple alcoholic beverages. So, right, you got to always leave it to the female to kind of ruin things for the for the guy, right? She's on it, you know, she's with her date, and she's just like pimping him out the law enforcement and just revealing all this sensitive information that he doesn't want the cops to know. And yeah, she's bad. She is singing like a bird, man. Multiple alcoholic drinks. He's been drinking. He's driving. So when Edelman, our bad guy, and the woman saw police lights behind their vehicle, the woman tried to exit the car. Edelman sped up and said, you don't have time. And, of course, you know, he ended up, you know, being arrested. So, uh, so Brett, I don't know. Do you have any any advice to our list? Because we got a woman. We've got alcohol and speeding cars involved in a police chase. What You know, what could go wrong? It's a recipe for disaster, as we used to say. Now, other than the well-known fact that the lady's going to pimp him out. And it was a pretty standard chase. He's DUI. He's not stopping. And I'm not saying it's not dangerous, but it's pretty standard stuff. There was one point, and I think it was a canine officer, because I heard the dog barking, you know, on, on the speaker. He, and, and from his body cam, the bad guy car is coming at him. The officer stepped out of his car as the bad guy's passing by within, I don't I'll say inches, very few feet. That just seems extremely dangerous. And I, I don't know, I don't understand why he would do that as he's coming. Now, the guy's already, you know, he's already ran police cars. He's already shown a propensity to break law. But now the car's coming at you. I think stepping out of the car at that particular moment was a pretty dangerous move. So when, and so look, people watching the show, uh, so what Brett and I, what it forces seasoned law enforcement officers to think about, and, and because we're familiar with the terms of, of today, basically, th- these terms change. So what is hot topics, you know, qualified immunity and officer created jeopardy, which is what this kind of, we have a ding, ding, ding going off right here, a red flag. So what that means is, is that now courts are holding officers accountable if the court feels that the officer created like the no-win scenario. Um, and, and what that is, is that if if, if the cop would have stayed in his car, um, it would have been a lesser, a less of a threat from the bad guy in his approaching vehicle. But by stepping out, the court may look with scrutiny on this and say, hey, you step out in front of a moving car and now you shoot at the car because it's coming at you, but it wouldn't be coming at you as a pedestrian if you would have stayed inside your car and not stepped in front of it. So they they consider things like this in today's climate. Uh, you've got to be careful about officer-created jeopardy because, you know, you may not be able to get qualified immunity or you might uh, present a liability situation for your department uh, and, and really get yourself or your department you know, jammed up as well, right? Yeah, and the least of which, I'd rather get hit by a bad guy while I'm in my car rather than pinned in between the two cars. If that if that bad guy car passing within inches of the police officer's car, if that officer had gotten trapped inside that door and that guy hit that door, I think it'd be lights out, yeah. okay? So it, notwithstanding the, the officer made jeopardy, and I, I get that, I, the bad guy's coming at me. What what makes me think he's going to all of a sudden stop when when I step out with my little tiny badge on my chest? He's not stopping already. I'm not going to convince this bad guy to stop because I'm standing in the door of my police car. Brett, your mic cut out after you said you stepped out with your little tiny, and I, I couldn't hear anything else you said after that. <laughs> oh, you, don't, that? you don't need to know the rest of it, but okay. that was hurtful. I, I cancel you. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, <laughs> Producer Salty's, I cancel game. him too. He's canceled. Uh, uh, producer Jimmy, you can't win. You know, all right. It's like my my Ed McMahon here sitting next to me, and, and of course, the sad thing is just that we have people listening to the show or watching us that have no idea who Johnny Carson was or Ed McMahon, and that that is that's a travesty. I know, but I know it. I know it's true. So, so all right. Well, look, moving along, 
and uh, we've got some good stuff to cover. And, and Brett, I'm glad I'm glad you're on because usually when you're on the show, we're able to cover a lot of a lot of stuff and get a lot of information out there. So we're still at Rumble, still at This Is Butter, our favorite channel, St. Paul Police, um, which is uh, in the Minneapolis area, shoots a man who sexually assaulted a woman while armed with a handgun. So the St. Paul Police Department has released edited footage from body cam worn by the two officers who were involved in a shooting, and this happened on January the 6th. So the officers were responding on the report of a man sexually assaulted a woman while being armed with a handgun. So that's a pretty serious charge um, or, 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 or call to get on. So you're going to be jacked up immediately. The footage shows Officer Josh Needham standing near the door of the apartment and kicking the door in before he announces that he's with the St. Paul Police. He also yells... Um, he also yells to open the door. Now, the door opens. A woman seen leaving the apartment as a second uh, police officer, St. Paul police officer, leans into the unit and, sh- and points his gun inside. Now, Officer Needham, the original officer, then asks the other officer, can you see him? To which the second officer replies in the negative. He, so he could not. So the second officer then announces the law enforcement present once again before saying, show me your hands and slowly walk out of the room. Moments later, the officer starts yelling, as he backs up and a guy later identified as 31-year-old Brett Frazier quickly approached the door. Guys, this is tent, tense and it's going down. Got bad guys coming out and we got two cops on the outside the door. Stick with us, commercial break, we'll be right back. Now, no matter how much you know about guns and ammunition, there's that knowledge gap that leaves you confused and missing the complete picture. GunLearn.com, they've taken the confusion out of learning and they've actually made it easy. GunLearn.com is the first and it's the only company that offer a step-by-step program that takes you from your present knowledge level to become a safe, accurate and competent certified firearm specialist like Captain Brett Bartlett here. Now, they provide citations from federal law and ATF rulings for every point to ensure accuracy, and their training is approved by major forensic organizations, by law enforcement agencies, and also firearm manufacturers. Since 1996, they've taught everything that LEOs, that's law enforcement officers, need to know about firearms and ammunition to all facets of law enforcement. Now, you can start today with online training, or you can sign up for a live seminar. So go get free training for yourself and also the personnel of your agency by hosting a seminar at no cost. So come aboard as one of the most firearm knowledgeable people in the world by joining the folks at gunlearn.com. You'll be glad that you did. Gunlearn.com. All right, guys, welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. Still live from the Boss Hog Studios in Plant City, Florida. You know, we left off talking about a case that's got a video component where we've got a call. Please get a call about a guy. Uh, sexually assaulting a female. He's got a gun. They get there. They kick the door in. Uh, the female runs out. Now they're dealing with the bad guy. And we got two cops. And one cop has got the eyeball in the doorway. The other cops, you know, taking cover. And the first cop, well, the second cop that gets there can, says he cannot see the guy. But then he starts talking to him like, hey, show me your hands. Walk out of the room. And then the officer starts yelling as he's backing up. And the guy, Brett Frazier, a bad guy, is approaching the doorway. So as Frazier, a bad guy, appears to begin running in the hallway, and now there's two cops that are in this hallway. Um, Officer Needham shoots him with three shots audible that you can hear on the camera. Now, according to the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension, Frazier had been released from the hospital 
and taken into custody. And this goes down fast. It was hard to do a uh, a freeze frame or anything like that. They actually see what was in the guy's hands, what the what the cops saw and stuff. And this goes like most shootings and stuff. It just goes down. I mean, in within a fraction of a second. Captain Brett. Um, very tight quarters. Not a lot of options. The officer, given the commands, did a great job. He sounded very, very under control. And the bad guy chose to uh, bring the weapon to the police. And, and they did exactly what they had to do. And it's unfortunate, but they did it. Uh, it's his fault, not their fault. They brought a police response to the situation. Now, I heard when the shot was fired, I heard the lady yell no. I think she yelled no. So I'm wondering if, there, if she's yelling to the police or that, or she's yelling to the guy that was bringing the gun to the police. Good point. Good point. You know, I'll point out to our, our listeners and our viewers, and, and maybe you're not seasoned law enforcement, because I, I suspect from everything I've seen and researched, we've got about a 50-50 break in our audience. We've got 50 that are active retired law enforcement, and the other 50% are civilians, and, and a small percentage of those are, are the haters, right? But but not many, but we do have some haters out there. And the, and the funny thing is, is that they simply can't get enough. They still watch the show, even though they they make hateful comments, they, they still are we're sucking them in every day. But that said, you get a call like this, Brett, and you're going in with the, I won't say the knowledge, but you're going in with the with information that you've got this guy, they say that he's armed and they say that he's raping a, raping a chick, right? So so you don't know for sure. You don't know 100% that it's actually going down, but you're going in with that mentality, and, and as you should, right? Because otherwise, you know, you're, you're a dead man. So where I'm going with this is, is that if you're a civilian thinking that you necessarily have to see a gun before you use de- deadly force, being the cop, or if the bad guy actually has to shoot at you, um, you're completely mistaken. And the law says that you don't even have to be in fear of, of death. You can be in fear of great bodily injury or harm in order to use deadly force. Um, now, death, of course, would, would qualify as well, but you can do what a reasonable officer would do in the same set of circumstances, and of course, armed with the same amount of information. So what I'm saying is, is that you got a bad guy charging you. You can't see his hands. You just got a call. He's armed and he was raping a chick. Even would take the rape out. Um, you know, this guy, as long as the cop was in fear of great bodily injury, um, you know, or, or death. And he shot this guy and a reasonable cop would do that. And, and I believe that one would, you know, you're, you're, I hate to say good to go. Cause, cause the loss of life, life is a precious thing. But the, remember, this is a bonafide bad guy that's refusing to be compliant with lawful orders of a police officer or police officers. In this case, you know, it's going to be a justified shoot. You know, um, this also brings up a point that Anthony Bandier was talking about. What if, what if that door didn't open? Uh, they have information. There's somebody being raped inside with it. That, and that's where the police have to make that decision. Do I kick the door and save the life, risking the evidence? Or do I stand outside and wait for somebody to get killed? I, th- I think that kicking the door is the least, the, is the, the best option. The best option. Because what's the, I don't want to say, what's the worst that could happen? Well, it wasn't an emergency. Okay, fine. Back out, pay for the door, and go to the next call. Um, but they did a good job. They 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 went to a, uh, a a tense situation. They got the victim out and the knucklehead. He he decided to, to end the day this way. You know, I'm glad you said that. I think I said that they kicked the door in, but I, I guess they were going to kick the door in, but she opened up the door just before they were going to kick it in. Okay, yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, they, they were they were kicking on it to get somebody's attention because their hands were full of gun. But then she decided to come out, and and you know what what if she didn't? Do we go or do we we don't go? 
Cool. Thank you, Captain. I always like getting getting uh, corrected on live radio, so I, I appreciate that. And uh, let's <laughs> let's move let's move on here. We've got roughly four and a half minutes, and so are, we have another one. Now, look, this is an update story. Um, wow, on Police One, son of Israeli consulate was, I guess, who allegedly ran over a Florida police officer intentionally. Uh, he will not be shielded by diplomatic immunity. Now, Brett, we talked about your connection the other day uh, with the Israelis, so uh, I want you to talk about that. But in Sunny Isles, the teenage son of an Israeli diplomat accused of intentionally running over a Florida police officer will not be able to dodge the charges by claiming diplomatic immunity. And official, this is what officials said on Thursday. It kind of bothers me that he's even going there. It kind of tells you what, you know, when you think about kids and parents and, you know, you can pick your, you know, the old saying, you can pick your uh, your, your friends, but you can't pick your family. So the U.S. Department of State confirmed that while his father, Eli Gill, serves as a consul for the administration of the Israeli consulate in Miami, uh, that does not offer 19-year-old Avram Gill any sort of protection. He's facing charges including first-degree felony count of aggravated battery and a law enforcement officer, ouch, and resisting an officer with violence. That's serious. And it means he was trying to harm the officer in connection to a confrontation with Sunny Isles Beach Police Lieutenant Ruben Zamora that happened over the weekend. It goes on to say that our, our Zamora was conducting a traffic stop Sunday afternoon. He spots Gil, the, you know, the sun weaving through the cars, major roadway running parallel to the Atlantic Ocean. And he's in a 2018 black Suzuki motorcycle, so he's on this motorcycle. Now, it's a heavily trafficked area. According to police report uh, obtained by the Miami Herald, Zamora repeatedly called out for Gil to stop. Instead, he races forward, intentionally ran over the officer, who in turn grabs the teenager with both of his hands and redirects him toward the ground to stop. And so... I'd love to see what this cop looks like because Lieutenant Zamora might be a might be a you know one of those big dudes. You know, he ended up being hospitalized with an incapacitating injury to his left leg. He's still not returning to work, unfortunately. It should be noted that Avram spontaneously uttered that he was sorry and that he was just driving in between the vehicles to cut in front of the line because he hates waiting behind traffic. Wow, Gill was also driving without a valid driver's license. Shocker! And his motorcycle did not even have a life license plate on it. So during a hearing in, in county court um, earlier this week, he argued that based on his father's diplomatic status, Miami-Dade law does not apply to him, and therefore all charges against him should be dropped. And according to the U.S. Uh, Department of State, consular immunity provides limited protections to consular officers. It shields them from criminal prosecution in connection with their official duties, okay? So it's a far cry from the immunity offered to diplomatic agents who generally cannot be prosecuted by their host nation at all. The agency noted that absent a bilateral agreement, the family members of a consular officers enjoy no personal, <laughs> anyhow, they don't have any personal protection, period. So this kid is, he's, he, he, he made the argument, which shows me what kind of a kid he is, and he's not going to get it, right? You know, if he was a minor under Florida law, maybe there's some protection for him, but he's a grown man. He's 19 years old. He's just a guy that happens to live in the United States and happens to live with his dad, who's a consular officer. So there's obviously no protection there. But, you know, why not throw out the argument? If he was out in the Ninth Circuit, maybe they'd, maybe they'd buy it. Yeah, you know, you, you really, too bad he was in Florida instead of, the, instead of the Ninth Circuit out there in, like, California. You know, you, you might be right on that. So, wow. You know, I, I, can, I could just imagine this kid on, on, the, on the motorcycle probably going at a decent clip, hits this lieutenant. What was it, Sonny Isles, I think, police department? And this lieutenant has the ability to get both hands on this kid and then take him down? Lou Ferrigno, man. Lou Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno, the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> yeah, can you believe that? I mean, I'd like to, I just like to see a, a, you know, what this guy looks like, man. I'm thinking he's like some strapping, some strapping dude. Wow. Um, 
And also, just on, a, on a, another note, we've only got like 40 seconds left, but on Police One, four men suspected of being those NYPD cops outside the migrant shelter. They took a bus to California. Yeah, you know, they were allowed to uh, leave the state, not posting bail or anything. I think they got, you know, uh, a court date, uh, but they were allowed to leave. And that is the Manhattan Criminal Court. Um, wow, Brett, they got their names and everything. Can you believe that? I absolutely believe it. Um, New York City, they let, they just let him go. Just let him go. And, and you know, so what? They, New York City, that prof, he doesn't care. He's His agenda is moving forward. Uh, he's going to get voted for because he's, you know, he says, well, you know, the cops are the bad guys, the cops are the bad guys. Yeah, so he, he's okay with it. It won't bother him. Yeah, you know, but if you're not wearing a, a mask or, or anything, you know, during COVID restrictions or something like that, yeah, they're going to, or don't, ha- or you have a, a, a fake vaccine card or something, they're going to throw the book at you. Yeah, yeah, that's just, uh, that's something else. Um, hey, uh, you know, I want to give a shout out to uh, Randy Sutton's uh, 501c3. Brett, you're the, you're, you know, you're at, what is it, uh, Exumber Defense Solutions at ExumberDefense.com, right? I know you've got, you know, there's some audio listeners that can't see the, uh, the tag under your name. But, guys, you can get more information about Captain Brett at ExumbraDefense.com. And also we'll give a shout-out to the Wounded Blue at thewoundedblue.org. And they still have that guitars, the number 4cops.com. So guitars4cops.com. They got that thing going as well. Uh, wow, what a great opportunity to support a great organization. A shout-out again to Aero Precision, Gauls, AUFire.com, GunLearn.com, BlueTheGold.com, and MyMedicare.live. Also the free press at TampaFP.com and Red Voice Media at RedVoiceMedia.com. Guys, see you tomorrow at 12 noon.